Well, Brianna, look, not only are we seeing gas prices continue to climb, but now they're rising at an even faster rate, in some cases four, five, even six cents a day. Just look at that national average, now up 64 cents in a month, up a quarter in just the past seven days. And look, just about every driver has been hit, but certainly in some states more than others. You really don't think that, that ESG uh, or... Uh, you know, trying to, to defund projects or, or the, the chill that it sort of casts in the last couple of years on the fossil fuel industry. You don't think that's had any effect on uh, on how much we've been, been producing. It hasn't because that was the, the state like of intention. As you it. said, when, when it was working, everybody was taking credit for it. Ro Khanna at one point said, look how much they've cut back on fossil fuel production in Europe. Why can't we get the same type of cuts here? I mean, it just seems like now now you're the, 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 the left is in denial that there's been any pressure to leave fossil fuels in the ground. Here's where we are. We have the fastest growing economy in the world. The world, the world. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind and you will pay the price. You won't know what hit you if you go forward with these awful decisions. And I know that each of you is up to this challenge because you are the mayor. <laughs> I don't see any prime time hearing set for gas price, for battling inflation, for feeding our children, for making the streets safer. Gallo tomahawks that deep into the night. My goodness, what a blast from Joey Gallo. Welcome back to the Unregulated Podcast. This is episode number 87, just in time delivery this morning, ladies and gentlemen, on Friday, June 10th. Cut it a little close today. I am your co-host, Tom File. <laughs> and I'm Mike McKenna. Well, well, well. Just got back from Pittsburgh. How was that? It was fantastic. Fantastic. It was fan beautiful days, two beautiful days, lots of good meetings, caught caught a Pirates game at PNC Park on an afternoon. Well, there you go. It was lovely. I sat here in Washington and continued to fight to, to save the Republic. Oh, good for You're you. You're welcome. I needed a couple of days You're welcome. Off, you know. No, it was actually, um, it's a gritty city, that Pittsburgh. It used to be it's a gritty. gritty. It used it's to still be a pretty gritty. gritty. It used to be a gritty city. Now it's like a tourist destination for people <laughs> who want to say they went to something that looks like a gritty city. Newark is a gritty city. Pittsburgh is a healthcare destination at this point. True yeah, story. You, Biggest you, employer in Pittsburgh. UPMC, UPMC. UPMC. Yeah, they were actually a, many moons ago. They were a client, believe it or not. It um, top. Um, Orthopedic. They did a lot of. They do a lot of sports medicine and, and like take care of the military. I want to say that as recently as 1950, Pittsburgh had a million people in it. It now has 300,000, and it's basically smaller than Richmond. Yeah. So, I don't know how to say that nicely. If they didn't have professional sports teams, they probably wouldn't exist. Well, uh, as you heard from our little uh, collage there, we had quite a week this week in Washington once again. I. I I believe gas prices at its highest and the attempted assassination of a Supreme Court justice makes for a, 
a week. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. But of course, you know, no, no responsibility on the part of the Democrats and, and the mayor of, of Chicago who have called for open insurrection on our judicial, you know, Seattle. system. We're in some None dark, whatsoever. We're in some dark places here, man. Yeah. I mean, and the fact that the New York Times, the New York Times, the gray lady, the rag, newspaper of record of the United States, ran the story on A20, A20, 20 pages into their first section, like somehow, well, you know, Supreme Court justices are always subject to assassination attempts here in the States. Nothing to look at, gang. Yeah. Nothing to look at. Yeah. And of course, Joey Gallo ripped two home runs yesterday and a comeback extravaganza for the New York Yankees. All is forgiven for your sub-200 batting average where you either hit a home run or strike out, Joey Gallo. We love you, buddy. How in the world they sent Mike Andujar down and kept Gallo is be just just beyond me. Yeah. And Andujar is well within his rights to, to demand to be traded. It's crazy. Guy can yeah. hit at the major league level. Big time. And Gallo can't, clearly can't hit at the major league level anymore. Okay, we got so, two catchers who are hitting better than him. Okay, so I know our friends. Some of our friends are are uh, not thrilled when we talk baseball, We're but I got to throw this boy. one out there. First of all, uh, Yankees are like forty-one and sixteen or something like that, despite the fact which that their pitching dissolved in the last five days. Yeah, literally the whole week mm-hmm. starting pitching. But this is not about the Yankees, ladies and gentlemen. This is about another interesting phenomenon in baseball. Yes. Two managers oh, who are damn. considered oh, the Spengalis of Major League Baseball have been fired in the last couple of weeks. Joe Girardi and who? Madden. Oh, did Madden get fired? Madden got fired. Well, I guess after you lose like 30 in a row, you got to do four, something. They, they snapped a 14-game slide yesterday. Uh, I I, uh, I kind of like Joe Madden, but I kind of don't, so yeah. I'm not sure what to make of that. You know, I thought it was Madden all those years with the with the Rays. That made a difference. It's the Rays it's organization. The Rays organization. Yeah, whoever it, that made a whoever difference. Whoever they're whoever, whoever their drafting and development guys are. Yeah, they're just a lot better than everybody else in, yeah. the, in the playing in the majors right now. All right, um, Joe Biden had a. Uh, Wait a minute. We want to say a shout out to three of our um, listeners, two newbies, one um, loyal one. Uh, the, the 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 loyal one is Shannon B. The two newbies are Brian K. Who I had lunch with. Yesterday, day before, whenever. I had lunch with Brian at some point. Um, Is that the Kansas Brian? Uh, Kansas City Brian? No, it's Missouri Brian. Oh, Missouri. Sorry. Uh, and the other is uh, Patricia, um, who who we spent some time with yesterday. So anyway, um, just welcome new listeners. Go ahead, Biden. Didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, no, no. Uh, Biden was uh, had a hell of a performance on the liberal talk show circuit the other day and here is one of his doozies oh i'm serious you turn on the tv look at the ads when's the last time you saw biracial couples on tv when's the last time you saw the way i mean people are selling products they do ads to sell products and they sell products when people they appeal to people (laughs) is this guy not watch tv exactly does he not watch tv you but the, there are literally no ads with people of this married the same race. <laughs> when the hell's the last time this guy watched TV? Uh, it's it's not just that. It's the it's the wandering. It's the, yeah, yeah, yeah. People are selling products. They do ads and sell products, and they sell products when people was this the Jimmy they appeal thing? to people. Was this the Jimmy Kimmel thing? <laughs> yeah, it was so, the Jimmy Kimmel thing. Do we have another thing on Jimmy? I got or, or can so we... many clips from this. 
but I want to actually use clips when we start talking about subjects. Oh, okay. I just thought I'd get the ball rolling oh, with yeah. that one, doozy. One, one thing struck me, if you haven't seen it, go back and watch some of this stuff. Because the thing that struck me is, and again, this is White House Advance. White House Advance, if you're listening to this show, you don't have to be terrible. You can be good at your jobs. I'm happy to help. They sat him in a chair below Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. It made him look like a four-year-old. A four, or four hundred, or four hundred year old. Yeah. He just sank into the chair. I'm like, dude, put a put a block of wood, a sheet of wood underneath the chair so he sits up straight. It's not complicated. Yeah. Well, I want to play this clip too because it says more about Jimmy Kimmel than it does about Joe Biden. Joe Biden speaks for himself. I think a lot of Democrats are frustrated because you know we. Got out and voted. Um, we won the House, the Senate, um, the White House, obviously, and still and we have had made very little progress as far as I'm concerned when it comes to guns, obviously, uh, reproductive rights, voting rights, climate change, the, all these things. And in some ways, we've, we've moved backwards. Wow. Yeah. That maybe we should cut that and run it as a Republican campaign ad. Yeah, it's a it's a testament to Senator McConnell and other folks, I suppose. Well, Joe Manchin. But you, did you not? Did you catch the wee part? Oh, there's wee's all yeah, over there's there. There's wee's all over yeah, the place. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. What, what, when did talk? When did these shows become like I, ridiculously sad commentary on the state of of you know late night comedy? You know, late me, night television. Let me ask a serious question. When was the last time you watched a late night show? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I only watch clips now. Of, right, of, of certain. Of course. When was the last say. time you seriously watched one of so, these? So, so you're basically like the conservatives have talk radio, and the left has the late night time slot and Twitter. And the basically right. what we're what we're down. And the to. right, yeah, that, and the right dominates um, cable TV. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> and and we're still in a war over the sports channels, which are. Important, right? Yeah. And I'm going to play this next next segment from that grand performance to talk about uh, an actual issue. So let's play it. Well, in climate change, we've actually made some real moves. I mean, we have, we have, you know, one in seven of the, all the changes that have taken place in terms of solar, wind, and and and, and wind pumps, and I mean, uh, pumps and like uh, have occurred in the last 18 months. We've moved, and what? there's an opportunity with the process we have dealing with energy to be able to gradually move more rapidly than we have been to alternatives. For example, electric vehicles. Jimmy, when I got elected, I, you know, I've pushed electric vehicles for the last, I don't know, God knows how long. Well, I'm I, none of that makes <laughs> none any of sense. Course, none of it makes sense. I don't even know, what, one in seven of what? One in seven of what all the, the changes <laughs> that have taken place in terms of solar, wind, and wind pumps. I mean, uh, I, pumps and the like have occurred in the last 18 months. That is a quote from the president of the United States. A quote. You, I never thought I would I would run across a president. Jimmy. More confusing. God knows how many years I've been pumping this more EV stuff, Jimmy. More confusing than the former guy. Jimmy. But, okay, so NBC News, this is from uh, June 6th. <laughs> Wait a minute. How can you just glide over because the I one Because I want to talk seven. about this serious issue Go first. Go ahead. But I wanted to start with, you know. <laughs> how can you I just... mean, one of the seven of all the changes. Here are two of the seven of let's, all the oh, changes. Oh, let's have it then. Yeah, there's some color. All right. Biden invokes Defense Production Act to boost solar panel manufacturing. Yes, he did. The president is also issuing a two-year tariff exemption 
on solar panel imports from several Southeast Asian nations. Four. I can't believe the reporter is not too lazy just to write down yeah. four. So, uh, so he he is using the Defense Production Act right. to basically ad- advance his agenda on wind on solar, and he is basically giving China a free pass. That's right, and that's- to send solar panels to the united states okay let me give you can can i give you the 30 seconds on this yeah yeah so this is a circumvention investigation that's going on at the department of commerce ongoing right by um it's pretty it's it's not uncommon but it's not terribly typical right what happens is you drop a tariff on a country and they avoid it by shipping it to a intermediate country right like the shrimp yeah. Being routed through like right. Thailand. Or whatever. whatever. Right. There are yeah. four countries now under the circumvention investigation. Um, what the president did was, uh, I think, unprecedented. I, I've been asking around about it and, I, and nobody nobody can give me an example where it's happened before. He didn't terminate the investigation. He paused which it. Which I believe he has. No, he didn't even pause it. The investigation's going on apace. What he did was he said that we are going to safe harbor. We're going to hold. We're going to not impose tariffs on anybody. So what he, what he essentially did was look. I don't care what the outcome of the investigation is. What I'm going to tell you is there's going to be no remedial action, no matter what happens with the right. investigation. So essentially, he eviscerated the investigation. To, to the to the applause and the cheers of all the. The solar people, right? The Solar Industry Association. Everyone's like, right. "Wow, well, Joe Biden's my hero." Look and that's the done. other thing. The headline was a little, or the front line, the, the 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 lead was a little bit misleading because it said, "Hey, it's going to help." You know, he he right. the tariffs on solar manufacturers. He helped solar manufacturers. He helped the communist Chinese. Yeah, yeah. Who's who he helped? The other thing about it is the DPA is um. It's a press release, right? It has no force and effect. There's nothing. There's nothing. There's no there there. It can't. It, it's not gonna. It's not gonna help any solar manufacturers. And they just figured that out like two days after they sent out their press release about how great it was. It turns out there's about five hundred million bucks in the pot there, the DPA. So you're not gonna get your heat pumps, and you're not gonna get your solar panels, your wind not, pumps. You're not gonna get any of that other. <laughs> <laughs> so it it it. All right, so. So the uh, press, it, it was it was pretty egregious. Yeah, this was egregious. a one-two punch. The uh, some in the uh, some in the White House uh, press corps pressed a little bit on it. Um, on solar panels, how is this not a gift to Chinese uh, solar manufacturers, who many of whom operate with forced labor and are subsidized by the Chinese Communist Party? Um. So. You know, today's announcement is about one country and one country alone, and it's about the United States. Yeah, uh, she's she is gonna yeah. not gonna last very long. I don't. She's think not so gonna either. last. Very I'm long. not sure how you fire her though. I know. I I know. Here, let me let me get to this next one. This yeah. this is the other one. On the Defense Production Act that was announced uh, today, the president, what, what, taking a step back from that, what emergency is the president using to invoke the Defense Production Act? Because historically it's been in the 1950s uh, for the, the Korean War during COVID, it was enacted. What emergency is it, or what's the real emergency in the solar industry for the Defense Production Act? Um, so let me, uh, I was going to say first, the president, you know, when he takes the Defense Protection Act is to make sure that he's delivering for the American people. Uh, it is an important tool that he has used a couple of times. 
times and it has been incredibly effective. Uh, so uh, for this particular Clean Energy Defense uh, Production Act, uh, he is invoking the Defense Production Act to rapidly expand per, uh, domestic production uh, of solar panel parts, building ins insulation, heat pumps, and more. He is putting the full force uh, of the federal government's purchasing power behind supporting American clean energy manufacturers. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Never answers the question, of course, but say, that's what, not even the worst what's, part. What's the emergency? Every time they don't either don't know anything about an issue. I figured this out. This is what this is. Yeah, it's the, the, word the Harris tick, too. Yeah, man. They just repeat the same words over and over it's again. It's the word salad. Yeah. yeah. I, it's like binding the world in the world in the world. The good thing. Uh, the good thing. We'll get to the economic growth thing in a second. I hope the good thing is, is that. Um, there's just a whole bunch of people on the left who are about to understand the limitations of federal government action. So that's good. That's salutary. Mm -hmm. I'm looking forward to that when about in about a year from now when they're like, well, we really wanted the Defense Production Act and we got it. And it turned out not to make any difference at all because you know what? None of these things, very few of these things are built in the United States. So it, yeah. you can't, you cannot, look, the, I defense, also... the defense Production Act was meant for um, was meant so that the economy could carry on in the event of a nuclear war. It was to give the president what he needed to do in the event of he a kinda, nuclear these, war. These health orders, too, were kind of part yeah. of that, right, yeah, which yeah, yeah. which led to all the lockdowns and yes. everything else. Which, right? which, by the way, all of that is a lesson in um, be careful when you're drafting something legislatively because somebody, yeah. some clever lawyer in an administration 20 years down the road We'll figure out a way to use it against everybody. Yeah, we need to. Uh, we, states definitely need to revisit that now it, for it, sure. Well, federal government too. Or, you know, now that the DPAs, like I said, become a press release, maybe somebody should take a hard look at it and say, do we really want to? You know, in the event of a forget in the event of emergency, in the event of a nuclear war, the president can do a bunch of stuff. Yeah. All right, I want to play three clips in. In rapid session Syria. from the agency, from the administration, yes. from the agencies, from the, the you know department heads. They're all on message here. And then I want to go on a little bit of a rant. <laughs> Thanks for the warning. With respect to energy, the uh, administration has done everything that they can to bring down energy costs, for example, through um, an historic release um, of a million barrels a day from the strategic petroleum reserve. What is actually still on the table, though, to bring gas prices down at this point? Because the president has said and made very clear that there's not much love that he can do. Yes, good morning. Thank you for having me. Unfortunately, that is the brutal reality. Uh, you know, this is in large part caused by Putin's aggression. You know, since Putin moved troops to the border of Ukraine, gas prices have gone up over a dollar forty a gallon, and the president is asking for Congress and others for potential ideas. But as you say, the reality is uh, that there isn't very much more to be done. Americans feel gas prices just about more than anything else. We're seeing five dollars a gallon, approaching five dollars a gallon across the country right now as we head into the summer vacation season. Uh, Earlier this year, the president tapped the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. It hasn't made any difference at all. Was that a failure? 
Well, look, I, I don't think it's correct to say it hasn't made any difference at all. Uh, this is an action that helped to stabilize global oil prices. Uh, the action the president took around ethanol, introducing additional flexibility there, that's having an effect uh, on prices in the Midwest. But we also know that the price of gasoline is, is not set by a dial in the Oval Office. That was um, Secretary, Yellen. Treasury Secretary Yellen, Yellen. Commerce Secretary Rebel. Gina Riamondo, yeah. and Transportation Secretary oh, Pothole Pete Buttigieg. Um, I, I'm done with this. How can you be done on, with this? On February 24th, Russia went into Ukraine with uh, troops. Yeah. Okay? On February 24th. There's not much that left that, that can be done. They have not only not done much, they have done a lot to make the price go up even higher. In fact, 32 specific instances between February 28th and today that they have done to disincentivize oil and gas production in this country. Does anybody 32. Does anybody I have won't a list read of, them all. Does anybody have a I list? I won't read them all. They doubled down on the social cost of carbon. They reinstated the California emissions waiver. They pushed out the SEC proposed rule on mandatory climate disclosures. Uh, the Army Corps of Engineers has asked for a review of their nationwide permit 12 for oil and natural gas pipeline activities. Um, the Congress pushed price gouging legislation. Um, Biden's budget contains about, let's see, 15 50 different things. billion for programs to address climate change. Um, I, I, I'm just, I'm. Tom, can I, I'm, can I'm ask sorry. A, can I ask a but question? I'm done with this garbage. Can I ask a I'm question? Done with it. Can I ask a question? Oh, I'm for, I forgot. They increased the royalty rate by 50% or more. <clears throat> Where can we go to get this list? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's just okay. They canceled lease sales in the Cook Inlet of Alaska, and um, let's see. They were canceling lease sales in the Gulf of Mexico. They delayed permitting on existing leases. And, oh, by the way, I don't know. I, I mean, can we, can, people are seeing. Where can we get this list, Tom? Okay, we can get this list at the American Energy Alliance. But more importantly. <laughs> AA.org? This is. AmericanEnergyAlliance.org. Yeah. More importantly, this is. There's no. The, there is no stopping the, this agenda of theirs. There's no stopping it. This is the, this is by design. They want this to happen. Sure. They want this to happen. And you know what their solution is? Here's their solution. I do have to say just on the issue of uh, uh, gas prices, after waiting for a long time uh, to have enough chips in this country to finally get my electric vehicle, I got it uh, and drove it from Michigan to here uh, this last weekend and went by every single gas station and didn't matter how high it was. And so I'm looking forward to the opportunity for us to move to vehicles that aren't going to be dependent on the um, whims of the oil companies and the uh, international markets. And that's their solution. Ladies and gentlemen, Senator Debbie Stabenow from the great and sovereign state of Michigan, giving you the giving all you gas buyers a great big giant middle finger. If she you doesn't know care. how much the average cost, average, even after GM uh, benevolently dropped the price of their Volt or Volt or whatever they're calling it these days, that's most of which have been recalled since they, they produced them. Around sixty thousand. Sixty four thousand bucks. Kelly Blue Book 
did about sixty thousand bucks. Sixty four. Kelly Blue Book did a did an analysis. Of the transactions are like transactions involving electric vehicles usually average out about sixty four thousand bucks. That's a lot, by the way. That's before even the electric SUVs and trucks start coming on. They're gonna be they're gonna bump that average up. I'm looking forward to it. It's gonna be fun. I wonder what Senator Stabenow is going to say about that. <laughs> so this is from E&E News uh, on June 9th. Do Democrats that? have an EV messaging, messaging problem? problem. Question yeah. mark? This is this is Ariana Ski Bell, right? Yeah, this was a <laughs> this uh, is a classic. Uh, this was a bump up after that little <laughs> that little show. Um, so the, here's one Democrat strategist. Uh, I get that House and Senate Democrats want to be seen as promoting electric vehicles, but the reality is. Most Americans are struggling to figure out figure out how to pay for gas right now. They're not really interested in hearing lawmakers wax poetic poetically about how much they love their EVs. Yeah, that's Jim Manley, right? Jim Manley. This, this, this is a reason. Former Harry Reid. This is a reason why Harry Reid used to be so good because yeah. he had guys like Manley who are like, yeah, we're not talking about that nonsense, guys. We're talking about yeah. what people care about. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 but, I, can I say something that I never thought I'd say? Yeah, you can say anything against America. Plus, it's the unregulated podcast. I sort of miss Harry Reid. I mean, oh, if, not me. If we had a couple more Democrats like him, I don't think we'd have half these problems because he'd just be like, yeah, we're not doing that. <laughs> and that would be that, right? Uh, of course, though, um, not all Democrat strategists believe oh, uh, that this. See so if you can guess who this is. Republicans have consistently voted against tax incentives that would allow Americans to buy electric vehicles and avoid paying for incredibly expensive gasoline. So in my view, it's the Republicans who are being elitist by consigning Americans to continue to get gouged for gasoline when they could be buying EVs, said Paul Bledsoe, oh, brother. a strategic advisor at the Progressive Policy Institute. And what, Clinton hanger on, Obama hanger? Here's an Obama hanger on. I can't remember with these guys sometimes. Yeah. 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 yeah it. That's us. We're, 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 we're the ones responsible for $5 gas. Of course, you know, as Joe Biden said on Jimmy Kimmel, we got the best economy in the world, in the world, in the world. Um, did anybody tell him that we economy actually shrank last week? Yeah. The last quarter, rather. I, well, you know, you, the, missed that. you just missed those little details. We have now one then. of seven of the best economies in the world. <laughs> wind pumps. We got wind pumps. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> this, I don't has, ever, been bugging, this I, has been bugging me a little bit. You, uh, I've been noticing it, and um, really, I found an article on CNBC from uh, yesterday. You really came in with a lot of vinegar this morning. Credit right? card balances spiked to $841 billion. Yeah, I saw that. After stimulus checks to help to reduce debt. For many Americans, the pandemic-induced slowdown offered a rare opportunity to better their financial standing. And everyone was bragging about how much money Americans had in their savings accounts, right? Paid for in part by transfer from basically the, transferring tax transfer taxes, from the Federal Reserve. Yeah. And, and then contributing, of course, to the inflation. Yeah. That's not transitory. That's not going away. Anytime soon. Well, I just want to point out one thing real quick. I know you want to read the rest of the story. I'll let you do that. But I want to point out one thing real quick while I'm thinking about it. Everyone should be super concerned because all these guys who are telling us inflation was transitory are the same guys who are telling us now that we're not heading towards a recession. Yeah. So, sorry. I didn't mean to. No, no. It, 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 just, it was very struck. astute, sir. Because I, I, I wanted to read this article Yellen, or, or excerpts of this article. Because Yellen coughed that up yesterday. I was like, I, yeah. wait. I. 
Not that you're not like the best messenger, but can I ask a couple of questions? Of course, Yellen did float a balloon out there that, you know, she was quietly warning the team that this could be a problem. Why? So that when she leaves, she can sure. go back to the cocktail sure. parties. But if you right? notice, if you notice, guys in the White House immediately shot that down. Yeah. Like, she never said anything like that yeah. to us. So, yeah. Yeah. so basically, this White House is every bit as chippy as every other White yeah. House. Anyway, sorry, keep reading. Credit card balances are up year over year, reaching $841 billion in the first three months of 2022 and are expected to keep heading higher. The rise in credit card borrowing together with auto loans, student debt, and mortgages has now propelled total household debt to a record $15.84 trillion. We got our new record. It took just 11 months from revolving debt to bottom out and then 15 months from there to climb back to a new high said Ted Rossman, a senior industry analyst at creditcards.com. Um, people are paying for basic things right now. Yeah. Things yeah. that they need to live. Gasoline, yeah. groceries, utility bills. They're putting them on their credit cards. Yeah, I know. They're not running around spending money like drunken sailors at Target no. and Best Buy. No, no, no. That's what's going on right now. Yeah, it... it, it... Look, I've been predicting a recession for at least the last two or three shows. I'll I'll say it again. We're heading for one, and it's going to be really brutal because we start in a bad place. We, we, we don't start in a good place. We, we start in a bad place. We also start with interest rates now on credit cards that are average at 16.6%, but maybe closer to 19 by the end of the yeah. year, which would be an all-time record. Yeah. I mean, look, it, it's um, – I remember I remember 18 and – my first credit card, I think, had an 18%, right, when I was in college. I mean, it. it I remember this real distinctly. It's, it's every bit as bad as the late 1970s. Um, just, I don't know how else to say that. And it's going to be worse – because you know we have an overlay of of uh, competitive international rivals, huh? and, uh, and, a, and 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 I know this is going to shock anybody who's my age or above, and a less competent administration than the Carter administration. The Carter guys were um, not good at politics, but they were actually terrible at economics. But they were okay at a bunch of different stuff. These guys don't seem to be okay at anything. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, uh, that this is. Bad news for American families. Uh, it's just, I, I mean, the, Gene Sperling, who I don't know how he gets to st stick around town, right? He's one of Biden's economic advisors. Isn't he? he is my the, producer said, isn't he a lawyer by trade? He's probably a lawyer. I, of course, said he's the, he's a, he's the Frank was asked on CNN advisors. If, was asked if, if it affects him. He's, he danced around it for like five minutes and finally admitted, yeah, it probably doesn't affect me any at all, right? But I feel for those folks out there. Okay, that okay. So everybody says that. Here's what I don't get. Don't you guys know anybody who's like middle class and scuffling? Don't you have a family? Don't you have friends? I mean, literally, there's nobody in your social orbit, social or personal they all orbit. Live in town here. Yeah, but I mean, don't they have brothers and sisters and nephews and cousins who are just starting out or like scuffling? I, I I'm always amazed by that. Yeah, it doesn't really matter to me. Yeah, it's like, dude. It must matter to somebody you know, even if it's just your maid, you terrible people. All right. So here is another doozy from the Jimmy Kimmel show. Uh, this is Joe Biden trying to explain how and why he's just not being able to 
get that message out it's, there. It's the messaging. No so, question. So about there's it. a lot of major things we've done, but what we haven't done is we haven't been able to communicate it in a way that is. Uh, um, make me say another way. Well, see, that's kind of perfect. Yeah. Well, we haven't been able to communicate. But it look how that. the press has changed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> look how the press has changed. It has changed. Oh, listen, it, I, it, I get. It. I know you get. You overstand it. Yeah. You don't just understand it. You overstand it. <laughs> but here's the deal. One of the things is that it's very difficult now to have a, um, even with notable exceptions, even the really good reporters, they have to get the number of clicks on, on, the, on nightly news. Mm -hmm. So instead of asking a question, anyway, it just, everything gets, gets sensationalized in ways that, but I'm convinced we can get through this. We have to get through it. And one of the things, look, I'm going to take a break and then we'll talk a little bit more. <laughs> I don't, don't mind. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We have some of those commercials. We have some biracial commercials. We need to tell. <laughs> did you catch it at the end? I did. We have some Bi biracial commercials. Yeah. It, it, uh, I, it, what can you say? Clicks on nightly news? Clicks on nightly news. He has a little trouble communicating. Um, um, it, it, uh, it, look, I'll say one thing. Let me thing. put it this way. <laughs> I'll say one thing. I'll say one thing. The president and I are in complete agreement. His communications team is lousy. I mean, I assume that's the whole thing yeah. about we're not communicating. Is he saying my communications team, including the press secretary, is lousy? About that, we are in complete agreement. Yeah, well. I'm surprised um, Jimmy Kimmel didn't say that. Yeah, man, your press secretary and your communications director, they are hopeless. One of our loyal listeners uh, sent me this and actually asked me to play it for you. Oh, no. To get your reaction from you, it. You know, it's bad when people send you letter bombs, yeah. Tom. You really shouldn't <laughs> yeah. open those things. So I'm going to play this part of it because it's kind of long. And then uh, I will let you react to yeah, it. Oh, boy. But CNN's Edward Isaac Dovere has a detailed look today. You want to go to CNN.com and read it. That includes reporting that Biden and his inner circle have reams of internal polling and memos showing the messaging isn't working. The account is based on conversations with 14 White House aides and close allies of the Biden White House. And it includes this. They have the same internal meetings over and over, insisting that they need to change up their whole approach to how they're using Biden. And then each time, watch as nothing changes. Isaac is with us. He joins our conversation now. Uh, so there's I, the piece is fascinating in that you get part of it is generational. Mm -hmm. You have some older Biden aides with some younger Biden aides. Uh, you have people who are just like Joe Biden, who have his approach to sort of the old, I'll call it the broadcast news uh, way of viewing how, view me, viewing, <laughs> viewing media consumption. I'm, I'm thinking the, the ABC, CBS, right. and the pre-cable pre world. Uh, older aides dismiss the younger aides as being too caught up in the tweet-by-tweet tweet thinking. Yeah, I read that whole story with some, yeah. with some great interest. We referenced it last week. Um, I think it's pretty commonplace for... for um, Two things. I don't want to sound like Joe Biden here. Two things. First. I'm not being facetious. Uh, it's no joke. Uh, two things. Thing number one is the, the, the administration, this administration is like a lot of other administrations, which, you know, I had not previously baked into my thinking, right? There, there are factions, there's testiness, there's all this other stuff. The difference in this administration is, is that there's a phrase in the Biden White House, right? There are no new – the Bidens don't have new friends, right? There are no new friends of the Bidens, which means if you haven't been on board for 30 years, you're, yeah. not, you're not anybody. It's also like when they talked about Bob Dole running for president yeah. in New Hampshire. 
can't yeah. win New Hampshire. Why can't you win New Hampshire? Because you've met everybody in New Hampshire, Hampshire already. Everybody's already made up their minds. So, so that's thing one, right? That that it's faction driven, and that the old guys have the advantage. The second thing that struck me about the article was speaking as an old guy. The old guy seemed completely wedded to a world that hasn't existed for twenty years, and that is in which the gatekeepers of the media, whether it's producers on TV shows or editors on newspapers are still relevant. Like the gatekeeping function still exists. Yeah, I'm right. like, dude, we live in a world in which everything that you want to know is on a phone. It's, it's in your pocket. The gatekeeping function is You have dead. to literally boil stuff down. Like yeah. even the news articles now start with bullet points. Yes, of course. Where because are the three points? Well, and that's, that's the reverse function of the gatekeeping function being gone because there's now literally no cost. There used to be a cost of yeah. putting something on TV or, or newspaper. Yeah. That's you could put anything online for essentially free now. Well, what that means is everything has to be summarized. Or you because could people are their own gatekeepers. Or you could put it on Substack. You could put it on Substack, like me. <laughs> <laughs> and your Substack is? Oh hell, I don't know, Mike. Let's just um, uh, what's my Substack? I'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> Um, it's uh, oh, thinking out loud is the name of the substack. Okay, I'm sorry, good, thinking good, out loud. Good, good, good. It's good I can remember that. Um, you should just change it to the unregulated substack. Probably should. It it the the thing by Dover the, the the story by Dover was was I hate to say this but he did a great job. I don't want to use the word well reported, but it was it was well sourced and well reported and clearly right. And you know how you know it's right. Because you see Biden himself doesn't understand any of this stuff as by the clicks on the nightly news. I'm yeah. like, dude, he, night, even the fact that somebody could say nightly news? When the hell was the last time anybody watched the news at night? Yeah, well, it's just – but it's also um, – you can't tr- – it's like we said about Trump. If people are waiting for the big Trump turn, right? Like yeah, when, what day is he going to start turning the corner and be – these guys, they're done. I mean I know this because – I'm seeing it myself. Like when I listen to music, my my daughter's like, "You realize that was like 30 years ago?" Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 everybody always used to ask me that about Trump. Like, well, you know, what's he like? And blah blah blah. And it's that and the other thing. And, and I always would say the same thing. I'm like, "Have you known anybody, but especially any male?" over the age of 40 who's ever changed their mind about anything yeah, really yeah, yeah, yeah. and especially a, a guy who's made a bunch of money they're yeah. especially resistant to changing their minds i'm like this is it okay but here's the here's the thing and i've, I've hit on this before i'm gonna hit on it again democrats policies suck and when they have a chance to implement them it it has these kind of results, right? Yeah. I, I've talked about New York City and how we churn through these lefty mayors and then things go to hell and they bring in like a Bloomberg, right? Yeah. You're the mayor of uh, uh, the some business dude's going to probably end up taking Rick LA, Caruso out right? of LA. Yeah. You know, like, remember Reardon? Yeah. He's going to be, same he's, deal, he's gonna right? be the, the Richard Reardon. Richard, Richard Reardon, Reardon, right? Of our lifetime. Same deal, yeah. right? Th- this is what happens. And yet, every single time, it's Democrats. Democrat strategists, everyone blames it on their messaging. messaging. It's, it's messaging. like, oh, you know what it is? Just we're just not communicating well, effectively, I, right? We're just not 
People just don't understand how this is helping them. We need to do a better job of explaining s- how this is going to help them. I sort of them. get that. I sort of get that. And I'll tell you, it's the pilot error thing, right? When a plane crashes, it's always pilot error. Because the last thing anybody wants to say is, no, it's a defective plane. plane. Sucks. Right, right, exactly. It's the same kind yeah. of thing. Hey, pilot error. Yeah. We'd have been fine if we had better pilots. If you explain this stuff better... People would like yeah, it better. Yeah, right. Pay no attention to inflation, gas right. prices, the border. Got the best economy in the world. Best economy in the world. In the world. In the world. Okay. Here's about, the other the way, thing. How though. does he get away? Kimball doesn't say, "What the hell are you talking yeah. about?" When you shrank last quarter. Because they're not. They're not humans. I mean, a citizen would say, "Oh, by the way, I don't know what the number. I don't know what the number is, but it's been like pretty close to a half a year since he's had like a press." Yeah, it's, only, it's at least 120 right. days. So, it's at least four months. All right. Um, I want to. I want to do. A, I want him to do a gaggle without notes. Right. I want to yeah, see. Right. I want to see him just walk out and go. You. Well, you, that's you. the other thing is the the press flack. The 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 new the new press jockey. Yeah. She's she's reading these responses. Oh, yeah. uh, the which, ones that which... like she rattled off on DPA. She read those responses. I know. I know. Which is insane. But here's the other thing that bothers me yeah. more. Than just them blaming it on their their lack of communication, they want to take it to the next step. They they've been on this jag for a while, and here's one more example of it. We have to get tighter. We have to get better at communicating. And frankly, the tech companies have to stop allowing specific individuals over and over again to spread disinformation. That's what the fossil fuel companies pay for. That's what folks who make money out of fossil fuels and don't make money and and, and don't care about saving consumers' costs. That's what they do. We have to be smarter than that, and we need the tech companies to really jump in. You know, we've had a lot of NGOs working on these issues, and it's been terrific. The Climate Action Campaign has been working on pushing back on this disinformation. And Friends of the Earth has done a great job and continuing to do a great job at basically looking at where this money is coming from, how it's trying to, to fool folks. And what we see now is that 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 climate denial is not working because people can see that the problems out there they're experiencing firsthand. They can't deny it anymore. So what they're really targeting is our inability to accelerate the answers to climate, the technologies we need moving forward. That is equally dangerous to denial because we have to move fast. Have to move fast. Gina McCarthy, the. The czar of tech. Climate czar in the White House who did not get a Senate-confirmed position, who left the NRDC after she tried to destroy the economy under the Obama administration as EPA administrator. You know what her biggest failure was? Uh, She said her biggest failure was she couldn't get the Clean Water Act, the waters of the U.S. rule over the the hump. Over the hump. And you know what she said? It was because we didn't communicate it effectively. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it wasn't the but, farmers you know, and landowners hated it. Did, what? The, she basically said our team yeah. can say whatever they want. Yeah. The other guy, everybody the else. The other guys need to shut their mouths. Everybody else is disinformation. And we need the tech guys to help do that. I, I. And right, well, now I'm going to go home and fly to Boston this weekend, burn some carbon, burn yeah. some carbon. Well, she, she and the Envoy. Screw you peasants. She and the Envoy probably have some of the biggest carbon footprints in America. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, That's where we are. Larry Fink, Larry Fink might have a bigger carbon footprint now that I'm thinking about it. Um, yeah, disinformation is now anything that we disagree with. Yeah. It, it's, it's well, whatever. It is what it is. It, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it would, I would feel worse if if Gina was winning, but Gina's losing, and you know, it's the a, worst. The worst part for her is because people like good folks like you leaked that she was leaving. <laughs> she probably wanted to leave like three months ago, but now she can't because. <laughs> Oh, that's not true. I'm here for the. I'm believe, here for the long haul. I believe you're right. I believe she she was prepared to leave in March, and we probably yeah had added anywhere three to six months to that tenure. So I'm sorry about that. I apologize about uh, that. I threw a little. But I'm more interested with. We need to alert everybody that um, her deputy is a guy named Ali Zadi. I encourage everybody to pay attention to that name because it's going to come up in news stories here at yeah, some point in the sure not too distant is. future. It sure is. Uh, I think there's going to be something out there on yeah. that. Could be soon, hopefully. Soon-ish. We'll see. Yeah, yeah soonish. We'll see. We'll see. Ali Zadi, ladies and gentlemen, Pay just attention. remember that name. He'll be stepping into her shoes. Oh, that's terrifying. <laughs> he's he's, he's got to get the same haircut, too. McCarthy, Gina. And the other McCarthy, I played a, a brief clip. Um, I don't want to spend a lot of time in this because it's a clown show. Uh, but uh, the prime time. January 6th stuff began yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't find myself to to the uh, spend a little time on it because we had some sports games. I was going to say the Rangers night, were on. Right? So were the so, Yankees. Are you crazy? Yeah. Uh, but uh, here we are, their last-ditch effort to try to change the subject on the fact that Americans are putting their gas uh, on their credit cards and, and floating loans at 16% to get by. It's... I don't want to. I, I don't have a comment on. I don't it. have a comment sh- on it. It's, it's, I, I'm. I'm. I'm very interested that of all the problems facing the United States, the House of Representatives has chosen the one that is remediable by judicial action, which, and in fact, the judiciary it, system is going through yes, it right exactly. now. This is political. Exactly. It has nothing to do with law enforcement. Exactly. It's. It's. It's, it's not quite shameful, but it's not exactly um, laudatory. Um, when you lose Chris Wallace, <laughs> you probably, you probably are a little tone deaf yeah, on this. I mean, gonna, he literally um, said, I'm not sure the value of this. He said exactly what you said. Chris Wallace. What, how, they, seriously. Said, you know, the courts are kind of winding their way their through thing. all of this. What, exactly. The courts are doing what they And do. they hired some producers, some ABC guy. They got teleprompters. Right, like it's, they're making a big show out I'm of it. I'm looking forward to just one part of it, and that's when one of my former um, colleagues in the Office of Legislative Affairs testifies against Mark Meadows and the president. That's just going to be enjoyable for a bunch of different reasons. Yeah, okay. They're I'm all going to let that. They're all going to. She's going to douse everybody with kerosene and strike a match. So Stacey Abrams this week had another mask moment. Uh, she uh, brought up a, a kid for a photo op, and like the whole thing was being recorded, of course. And she said, "Oh wait, 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 wait! Can you take the mask off? I've had a little trouble with kids in masks." <laughs> <laughs> That was re- she didn't really say that, that was, did she? She did. That's beautiful. She did. Good for her. Yeah, yeah that's kind yeah, of yeah. funny. So uh, the other uh, the other celeb uh, that ha- we talked about Matthew McConaughey and his measured yeah response right after who's from Uvalde, Uvalde Texas. Yeah. Of course, what did he have to do? Go up to the White House podium, give a little show, I, give a little show. I I, I 
I'm assuming he's got himself a political consultant now, and he's thinking about what he's going to do next. Yeah. And, and they probably told him to do that. I'm not sure it was good It was advice. not a good idea. Because yeah. he had me. I, I, he had me intrigued, and now he's know, starting to lose You me. know how you could tell it was a political consultant thing? Because it just it seemed like something he wouldn't have done. Like, I'm going to let's go to the White House, and let's stand on a podium and make a speech. It just didn't. He doesn't seem right. like a speech guy. Right, right, right. Okay, I'm tapped. I got I got nothing left. What do you What do you got? Hey, oh wait, wait, wait. What? Washington Times column. So you lied. You have sorry. Uh, oh, what, what was uh, your latest? Yeah, the thing that ran yesterday. The thing that ran yesterday. Um, if I were a Republican, what I would what I would do if I ran if I got into the majority, right? Instead of instead of all all this, you know, the House Republicans have these issue task forces. And there's going to be a lot of, you know, let's talk about the Keystone Pipeline. Let's talk about this. Let's talk about that. I'm like, that's all great. Let's reframe this whole thing. Let's start taking votes on net zero by 2050 and net zero in utility land by 2035 and the, the you know, the ice ban and the California waiver, um, you know, and and let us recalibrate our, our um, let's recalibrate everybody's language on climate change and maybe not refer to it as an existential threat because, Probably not. Um, anyway, it's a good column. I encourage you to read it. I also encourage you to read the editorial. Um, the paper has joined me. I actually wrote a column on this, I don't want to say six months ago, said we need to have a new version of the church committee. Yeah, we've been talking about the that. Washington uh, this, this, the Washington Times editorial board. regulated podcast. Yes, we have. The editorial board of the, New York, of the Washington Times joined me in that call also yesterday. Um, so I, I encourage you to read both of those. Um Anyway, that's I got I got one other thing, but you got something before. Nope, you. I'm oh, done. One I'm other done. thing. So everybody, everyone who has accosted me on the street, over the phone, by text, and on email about earmarks, all of you all have an opinion. So here's what we're going to do. <laughs> oh boy! And I'm tired of hearing opinions randomly. Um, no, 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 no. I well, welcome opinion. Bring them on. Oh no, I'm tired of hearing them in person. So bring so, on the opinions. What's what's our what's our email address here? Unregulated at energydc.org. Unregulated at energydc.org. Send want, them there. I want everybody we'll, we'll to manage them right. accordingly. I want you to everybody to send your opinions on earmarks. Doesn't have to be long. Can be a one sentence thing, and we will collect them and we'll read them out. We will read anonymously them out. or otherwise. You, you say whether you want right. to be anonymous exactly. or we'll use your first name and last initial. Exactly. That's good. Uh, I like it. Exactly. Get some audience participation. I, you know what? I'm getting a lot of audience participation. <laughs> I might as well formalize it. Anyway, that's it for me. All right. Uh, well, I just wanted to um, close with a just to just to put a little put everything into perspective. That's a all. Just, just... And what we have seen is historic numbers. Is we are in a historic uh, place in history, uh, historic place right now. As we have, uh, as we look at uh, where we are with the economy, very, very different than where we were a year ago. Historically, historic. Historically, we're historic. in a historic place in history right now. <laughs> it's historic. <laughs> uh, you know, silence is okay. <laughs> you don't have anything to say. <laughs> All right, everyone, that's a wrap. <laughs> Namaste. Peace out. Till next week. <laughs>